0: Coming up today on The Story. I've read so many articles about
2: men on their deathbeds and what they regret. And it's really always wish I'd spent more time with the family. Mm. You know, I'm looking forward to the time when, when I meet my end. I'm not going to have regrets in regards to that because I've poured it all out, you know,
0: into my children. The Story. The Story. G'day, I'm Jimmy Colfax. Welcome to The Story. Well, we have a special fatherhood-themed program for you today, beginning with a chat with Darren Lewis, the founder of Fathering Adventures. It's an organization dedicated to turning the hearts of fathers to their children and the hearts of children to their fathers. Unfortunately, Darren didn't have a healthy relationship with his own father, but he's now dedicated to being the best father he can be. He's sharing his story and the story of Fathering Adventures with Karen Hunt.
3: Well, based in Townsville, Queensland, Darren has a background in engineering and structural design. His childhood years were shared with a dad who lived entrenched with guilt from a family tragedy. Alcoholism led to early death and a void in the life of young Darren. It hasn't stopped Darren now. As a man with his own family of uh, of boys learning to give what he didn't originally have to his own boys, but also training other men and other boys in the same legacy. He was actually the Queensland Father of the Year a couple of years ago. Let's get into the conversation now. Welcome to Darren Lewis. Darren, can you tell us how did the organisation Fathering Adventures literally come to be?
2: A huge part of how Fathering Adventures came to be was really based around my dad and my relationship with him Um I didn't really have a relationship with my dad. Um, he was present. He was in the home. He you know, provided financially for us. He protected us. He had a roof over our heads, and and so he was kind of there, uh, but he wasn't. My dad was a good man, uh, and I, I guess I want that to be known. Uh, but he um, he's since passed away. He he died quite young, I'm at the age of fifty three, just just short of fifty fourth birthday uh from alcoholism because he was an alcoholic and uh and he was a workaholic so basically he was out all day and then he came home and he would just write himself off. Just every night really and, and so as a result, whilst he was there present physically he, he was absent in every other way. And that really um, obviously affects a person. As Solomon says in Proverbs, you know, he says that the glory of children are their fathers and just the weightiness and the majesty that a father is meant to does have for good or for bad in regards to his child is just immense. Um, so yeah, my my father was a big part of that. Growing up, I mean, I didn't have, I didn't know what it meant to be a man. I didn't know really what it meant to be a good husband or a good father. I, I knew I wanted those things, but I had no idea on how to actually achieve it and how to live that.
3: Is a part of your heart behind Fathering Adventures, wanting to train up godly men to pass the baton on to that next generation to raise up the next generation with their own godly legacy?
2: Absolutely, absolutely. And and I probably just would like to, to just mention there too that not just godly men. <laughs> yeah. we, we actually have uh, probably about 60 to 70, around about 65% of our dads are Christian men. But there's probably, you know, anywhere between 30 and 40% of our dads who come who are unchurched. And I just love that component of as well. So I just sort of throw that in and because ultimately what we do want is we want to lead them to that place. Yeah. And, and what better place? I mean, these are a lot of men who do come who are unchurched. Probably wouldn't walk into a church And so it's just so wonderful for me to actually sit back And watch these dads interact with one another And we very much um, share our faith And we very much permit and encourage the other dads to do so also And lead their sons into that And their daughters into a, a life of faith So they're, they're really getting to really mix with those people And see that they're not strange That they don't have two heads They're not weirdos
3: For the different fathering adventures that you offer For those that haven't heard of them What do you do? What happens when you head out on these
2: trips? Well, it really depends on on the particular age of uh, of the child. So we have uh, weekend adventures, which are for ages seven to thirteen, boys and girls at the moment. Um, that's really, as it, as it says, is really just weekends. All our adventures have a blend of outdoor adventures in groups, and also uh, specific intentional one on one time together as well. With a whole bunch of stuff sort of mixed, depending on where we are, the adventures vary. I typically don't like to share the fact that we have moments. That we build to, that are really pivotal and, and moments that are always on the feedback forms and both the fathers and the sons and the daughters, they record those on their feedback forms. They just say this particular moment on the Saturday evening was, uh, was just the highlight for me. It's just a, it's something that really builds over the course of the weekend. There's this amazing crescendo that takes place on the Saturday evening and then, and then there's really a preparation for the dads, uh, in regards to the years that come, those teenage years. And then, of course, we have our five-night father-son adventures. And they're, they're massive. They're huge, amazing outdoor adventures. And they're full-day. They're professionally guided. So that's, that's sort of through the day. And then in the evening, the evening presentation is really based around manhood and what that looks like. What does it mean to be a real man? And how do you become one? And what are the marks of that? How do you know that you are one? And just for fathers and sons... To be able to journey together in that and both receive a vision for that and be able to live that out together, calling one another up to that. Uh, and yeah, like you said, just the the legacy that that leaves is just incredible.
3: Darren, I love the great outdoors myself, but can you tell us about the experiences that you offer in both the bush, by the sea? There's something incredibly special about God's creation in itself. Do you think that this is one way he allows us to see? The Father's heart,
2: absolutely. That's right. Romans one talks about His invisible qualities. You know, we're without excuse. He's there with us, and you know, two are better than one. Of course, three strands are not, not easily broken. And, mm. and it's just you know, you see that you see these once again moments scattered throughout the the course of our weekends or our weeks where fathers and sons. You know, Malachi four six, the very last thing that God is about to say to His people for four hundred and thirty years. And he chooses to speak about the hearts of fathers being turned to their children, yeah. and the hearts of children being turned to their to, to their fathers. And, and that's what we see. We get to witness that firsthand, these incredible experiences. And really, when you think about it, that's what they're going to take with them away. And this rock-solid relationship, they're going to take that with them. They're going to remember that for the rest of their lives. And, you know, you're never going to have a dad who, uh, you know, really wondering. I've read so many articles about people and, and of course Dr. Bruce Robinson, you know, a fellow Australian with his book talks about men on their deathbeds and what they regret, mm-hmm. the regrets that they carry. And it's really always right at the top there as being, wish I'd spent more time with the family. Mm. You know, I'm looking forward to the time when, when I meet my end and when I know others who I've walked with to meet their end. They're not going to have. A, I'm not going to have regrets in regards to that because I, I poured it all out, you know, into my children. Ultimately, it's not the things that Moth and, and Russ destroy that we really are leaving behind. That's not our greatest legacy. Our children really are us sowing and blessing into and investing into the next generation and the generations that follow. We're really setting them up for success and. Mm. It's incredible. For me,
3: as a woman, I totally honour what you are doing. You know, cheers to you for helping to strengthen a nation. You know, when I grew up, I was living in a fatherless family as well, my brother and I. And, uh, back then, it was a novelty to have just my brother and I with my mum. Now in today's society, it's the norm and uh, I think what you're injecting into our country for the people that are able and willing to come along and be impacted by your ministry is just able to make such a difference. It's fantastic. Mm,
2: thank you, Karen. Yeah, You're exactly right. I mean... Father absence is is really destroying a nation. You know, turn on the 6 p.m. news and you really see it. You see all of the devastating effects of fatherlessness, um, alcohol and and drug use and abuse and just, you know, juvenile crime. I mean, just the the amount of cars that have been stolen and all of these bikey wars. You know, Mm -hmm. these these guys are boys in men's bodies. They're unfathered. They're uninitiated. And our society is paying the price for it. That's that's why really what we're trying to do is we're not just providing a wonderful experience. We're actually trying to to turn this around. It's a difficult task, but ultimately men need a vision. You know, We know that without a vision, the people perish. We know that. And uh, men need a vision on what it, it means to be a man, and they need to know that they are one. And we need to, as fathers, we need to be initiating them into that. We need to be training and instructing that. We need to be having... Ceremony and so forth, you know, all of that is such an important integral part of a boy becoming a man, and of course, in the absence of dad, that's not happening. Mm-hmm. And the same can be said for for women too. Obviously, it's very different, mm-hmm. but a daughter needs to know that she is precious. She needs to have her identity and her feminine identity blessed and just released by Dad, yeah. I mean, you see, once again, we see so many um, young women out there just trying to, they're craving this masculine attention and they're they're craving that because they're not getting at home with Dad.
3: Darren, I know Dr. James Dobson. He talks about how the view of our Heavenly Father can often be tainted by the view of our earthly fathers depending on how we were treated or how we are treated ourselves.
2: Do you find that as well? Absolutely, absolutely, um, and it's not just us. It's not just in us, in our generation. You think about most most people in church, men and women. To be honest with you, they can proudly call themselves Christians. They have a relationship with Jesus Christ. They know that they've been ransomed, that the price has been paid. Um, they get that. That's a given. It's they embrace that. Many believe in in the Holy Spirit They believe in the the gifts and the the power of the Holy Spirit Uh, But very, very few When you start speaking about the Father Very, very few Have that intimacy with the Heavenly Father And that's the reason why Because there is a direct correlation You know, if you've had an abusive uh, Earthly dad Then of course You're going to look to your Heavenly Father and, And he's out to hurt you He's out to punish you You know, there's these direct correlations That just break the the very heart of God. Ultimately, Jesus came to build that bridge so that we would have that relationship restored with our Heavenly Father. That's why I guess working with these earthly dads is so critical, so that we can begin to shift that. That will change our world. That is what Matthew says will advance the kingdom of God here on the earth. I've got to ask you, as
3: a mum who loves the outdoors and loves adventuring, is there anything available for a mother and son?
2: I get that question a lot.
3: Does your wife ever do any of these?
2: (laughs) We Look, ultimately, the reason why we focus on, we really do, I'm I'm sorry, Karen, I really am. I I really focus on fathers for the simple fact that, to be honest with you, and it's hard as a man to say this, but ultimately, women, at least for now, Mm -hmm. um, are doing it better than us men. Women are our greatest allies, as you said. You guys encourage your husbands to come, and and we're so appreciative of that. But, you know, you look, the father wound, that father absence, Mm. it's so massive. It's so, so critical. It's so, so important. And what we really need is we really need men who've um, come alive, who know what it means to be a man, who know what it means to be a dad, and to be able to release that and bless that upon their children. And so... It's, it's, it's really where it's all at. I mean, you, you mums just do it better than us men already. So well, we'll just right. have
3: to go and have some adventures on our own. <laughs> <Exactly. I laughs> make Make the memories that. as we do. <laughs> God bless you, Darren.
2: Thank you so much, Karen. Really appreciate
0: it. You're listening to The Story. That was Karen Hunt having a chat with Darren Lewis, the founder of Fathering Adventures, an organisation dedicated to turning the hearts of fathers to their children and the hearts of children to their fathers. To find out more information about their wonderful activities, their website is fatheringadventures.com.au. That's fatheringadventures.com.au. We're continuing with our fatherhood theme today with a chat with Warwick Marsh from the Dads for Kids organisation when we return. The Story... We're continuing with our fatherhood theme today. Before the break, we heard from Darren Lewis from Fathering Adventures. And now we're going to hear from Warwick Marsh from the Dads for Kids organisation.
3: Now, Warwick, along with his wife, Alison, they're co-founders together of the Fatherhood Foundation, Dads for Kids organization. Warwick is a minister of the gospel. He's a committed family and faith advocate. Welcome to the program.
1: Great to be with you, Karen.
3: How many kids do you have again?
1: Well, we've got five children and five grandchildren, and our five children range from 33 down to 21. Wow, you have... Four boys and one little girl. You have she's a tribe. She's still a little girl, Karen. She's still a little girl, even though she's <laughs> 21, married, and she's making her own way. Eh?
3: Oh, God bless her. Hey, God bless all of them, and God bless you guys. You are such an advocate, both for the concept of family and for the whole concept of faith. Just tell us, Warwick, your early days and, and your family development, how did you actually come to be the founder of Dads for Kids as such?
1: Well, Joyce Meyer often uses a phrase which is stuck in my memory. Mm-hmm. Your mess becomes your ministry, Karen. Mm-hmm. And uh, essentially I grew up in a home, wonderful mother, wonderful dad, but they just couldn't get on. And so we, we spent a fair bit of our life moving homes, 13 different schools by the time we hit high school, and probably 20 different houses, and half that 12 years, the first 12 years away from my dad in total because of the upsets and the arguments and the, you know, you know once I was, I went to school one day with my brother at, um, I was at Lavender Bay in Sydney, and we went to school at, uh, at Milson's Point, and we were called into the principal's office, so I was 10, he was about 8, and they said, oh, we're going to put you in a home. And, of course, we started crying and said, no, we we don't want to leave our dad. They said, no, we're going to take you away from your father because your mother and father have been uh, arguing and it's been brought to the attention of the police and mm. you know, people are involved, and uh, we're going to take you away. Uh, and we just cried and cried and cried and cried and cried and cried uh, for two hours solid and thankfully had big lungs, and thankfully they said, no, we will let you stay with your father. And, of course, uh, today, I think, unfortunately, in our present climate where men are demonised and uh, men are, are guilty uh, until proven innocent mm. I don't think I would ever see my father again but thankfully I did and thankfully you know uh, as I said I've got a great mum I, I honour her, she's passed on and a great father, he's passed on but unfortunately that pain produces some sort of motivation but in, you can turn that motivation to, to, to in a positive sense or it can actually destroy you and thank God by the grace of God and for the intervention of the Lord Jesus Christ I was able to turn that Karen, to to actually working for the community and becoming a source of healing. I think there's a phrase there, the wounded healer, and I I subscribe to that phrase. Mm,
3: Like you said, you know, God's capability of turning our messes into his messages, I truly do believe that your own personal journey is just so full of purpose. You're such a big community man. So Warwick, you're the founder of Dads for Kids. You're a minister of the gospel. You're a committed family and faith advocate. Give us some tips. What kind of tips can you offer for the dads of Australia?
1: What tips do I have for dads? Well, hey, it doesn't get any more simple than love your children. Love your children. That's our message. Of course, the challenge is a lot of dads say, well, what do you mean? How do you do that? Well, words of affirmation. Get those words out. Honey, I'm proud of you. My daughter, I really am proud of you. My son, I'm really excited that you're my son and I'm really proud of this or I'm thankful for this. Make sure you express those feelings, express those thoughts, get them out. And, of course, spend time T-I-M-E so hang out with the kids spend time with the children and of course the last very very big important commandment is thou shalt have fun (laughs) and it's very very serious Karen and I hope you understand it's all about letting your hair down and having lots and lots of fun with your kids
3: Mm, and just being there love your children by being there
1: if there's any dads out there that want some ongoing inspiration, we've got a weekly newsletter, Karen, that, yeah. that goes out every week on Sunday, goes out to um, several thousand dads across Australia, mm-hmm. and some of them send it on to you know, hundreds of others in a viral network. And it's just got tips there. You can just look at the joke, or you can look at the <laughs> uh, longer special feature, or you can read all of the articles in there. There's an article on marriage each week, how to love your wife, and some tips there. And every man needs to learn those those sort of, you know, tricks, if you like, and the ways to actually show affection. And, of course, one of the greatest ways is to serve her and love her and find out her five love languages and find out which one she is and uh, make that happen because the greatest thing a father can do for his children is love the children's mother. But, hey, that's another story. (laughs) But, listen, um, yeah, that that weekly newsletter we're very excited to tell people about and people can sign up at our website, dadsforkids.org.au.
3: And I've got to tell you, I signed up a couple of years ago, so they come through to me. I'm not a dad, but the info that comes through to me is naturally also seen by my husband, Greg, thank you for the input and encouragement that you've put into our marriage and into our family life as well
1: well look a lot of mothers do read them and thank you so much for your kind words a lot of mothers read them from cover to cover mm. and then they might just point out the, the, the articles that might be of uh, strong interest for their husband mm-hmm. and husbands like love headlines and women love details that's the truth <laughs> isn't that true we, we acknowledge that and I think, I think also Karen too and I'm very thankful for my own wife Alison because really without her I literally would be nothing and we wouldn't have a, a Dads for Kids Fatherhood Foundation. We wouldn't be doing what we're doing because we couldn't do it. It's without her support. But women understand what really life's about in a big picture. And the big picture is relationships. Relationships will define us. And thank God for women who understand this and keep me for starters on the straight and narrow. Mm-hmm. And, you know, thank God for the mothers out there and the wives out there that are, you know, working with their their families, and encouraging their husbands in this area. And look, uh, ladies, please keep the encouragement up. We do need it, and we do appreciate it, and we do honour you.
3: Well, God bless Alison. God bless yourself, Warwick, as you continue to do what you're doing. You're a minister of the gospel, committed to family, committed to faith. Again, the link, where do people go to to sign up for your newsletter and to find out more?
1: Dads for kids org.au. dadsforkids.org.au, sign up for a weekly newsletter. And again, Karen, it's just been a delight to be in the program with you.
3: Good on you, Warwick. God bless, mate. Have a great day. Look forward to catching up with you next time. All the best. <laughs> Bye-bye.
0: That was Karen Hunt chatting with Warwick Marsh from the Dads for Kids organisation. As he mentioned, if you want to learn more about Dads for Kids or sign up for their weekly newsletter, the website is dads the numeral four Kids.org.au That's dadsforkids.org.au Well, that brings us to the end of our special fatherhood-themed program today. I hope you enjoyed it. We'll end with an appropriate verse from the Bible about our Heavenly Father found in Second Corinthians. It says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort, who comforts us all in our affliction so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction. Amen. Well, thanks for joining us for our special fatherhood program. I'm Jimmy Colfax, encouraging you to share your story with someone today. Next time on The Story. So I've
2: been involved in platform worship in church life since I was 11 or 12 years old. And uh, I stuck right through that season around the time my parents divorced. I ended up being given leadership of a worship team around 16 years of age. So I was leading people that were
0: generations older than privilege. me. Yeah. They obviously trusted you. Well, sure. Mm. It was mm. also mildly terrifying at the time. <laughs> I bet it was. What do you do when the life you have envisaged for yourself doesn't line up with God's calling? James Kazina faced this struggle as a university student studying to be a doctor. We'll hear how God directed him down a different path next time. The story. the story. Just another way vision is connecting faith to life. This program is a production of Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, see
1: vision.org.au.